Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the TCF Morning Show. It is Thursday, February 18th. And this morning I am joined by Boomy at BoomyTCF and Matt Schoolfield at schools underscore zero one. I am Zach Lilia at Z. Lilia TCF, the main page is at typical underscore Chicago on Twitter. Uh, this morning, we'll be talking about the Bulls beating the Pistons 105 to 102. I think they were down at one point, uh, 20 something yeah. points. Uh, the Blackhawks win their third straight game. They are looking good, boys. Did it before overtime. So that was impressive. Uh, pitchers and catchers report for the White Sox and the Cubs. What a beautiful sight. Fernando Tatis Jr. gets 14 years, $340 million to stay with the San Diego Padres. You could stay in San Diego for 14 years and make $340 million. You're living the perfect life. Uh, And a college basketball update with Boomi. And then a Boomy's Wacky Web Story. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram or Facebook, just type in Typical Chicago Fans. You will find us on there. Uh, go over to where. Uh, go over to YouTube. Type in Typical Chicago Fans. Subscribe to the YouTube page. Morning shows, podcasts, interviews, food reviews are all on there. Uh, wherever you get your podcast from, just type in Typical Chicago Fans. You will find us on there. Uh, if it's Apple, please subscribe, rate, and review. Leave that five-star rating, please. Shout out to 26shirts.com. Chicago, I got a sh- the shirt on tonight. Boomy's got the shirt on tonight. He's always got the one in the background. If you want a shirt just like these, go over to 26shirts.com, Chicago, and at checkout, use the promo code TYPICALCHICAGOFANS at checkout for 15% off of your purchase. Again, that is typical Chicago fans at checkout for 15% off of your purchase at 26shirts.com. Chicago boys, how are we doing this morning? Doing great, man. We're almost to the to the end of the week. Weekend's right around the corner, so very little complaints coming out of me. Uh, doing well, Zach. We're, uh, we're exclusive, man. We're part of a club now. We are uh, part of a distinguished uh section of social media as of today uh zach and i uh sorry boomy uh mr android uh we're gonna have to cut you out of this part of the conversation hey i have an iphone as as a work phone i just don't use it oh a little backdoor move there i like i like i've been waiting a month to get on that thing today and uh get on the clubhouse app uh we went i think it's was it like a meeting or whatever dom had Awesome. Dom Frederick. Yeah, great content. It was a uh, really, really fun, uh, interactive way to, to you know, check in yeah, on your they, you know, favorite content like a, creators. There's like an like audience. Really neat. Yeah, there's an audience, and then they kind of bring people in to, uh, to ask questions, and then they put you back in the audience. So, like, you can kind of 
in and out, quickly ask questions. Like Dom said, it's kind of like a radio show. I mean, but you could even do these as like TED Talks. You could do oh, them yeah. as like, I mean, like you could do, you could use these things in so many different ways. Really neat concept. Um, and obviously, like being, a, you know, I got a, my degree in marketing. So, like, I have a little bit of like a affinity for kind of creative ways to market a product. And uh, this, I think, when you can create a demand where people are seeking out your app that they can't get it and are waiting to get on it. It builds an anticipation inherently. It's like part of the, the human psyche. So I think that kind of stuff is really neat when companies come up with something creative like that. Um, and obviously it's going to open up. Everybody will be on it here within the next mm -hmm. couple of weeks for the way it all um, spreads out and everything, but cool way to get everybody on and uh, really neat uh, customizable options and, and things you can do with things with, uh, so I think we should uh, maybe see your uh, favorite TCF boys there. Uh, uh, clubhouse here sometime soon oh yeah i think it'd be a cool way to interact with uh with people and, trivia like, games you can do like game and shows yeah. and stuff definitely that's you, maddie's got some cool ideas for this we'll have to marketing uh, maddie we'll have to take this offline maddie um, yeah that's that's uh that's integrity uh that's uh property uh, intellectual property so, intellectual property booby booby could read my mind that right there he knew exactly what word i was missing patent pending yeah so thank you booby that, that i knew that was the word that you were thinking about <laughs> uh i'm, I'm on the eye and i can't come up with it booby just like gave me the little layup there it was perfect he can read your mind. Uh, but let's get into our first subject tonight. The Bulls beat the Pistons 105 to 102 after being down at least 20 plus. Yeah. Uh, it looked bad that first half, uh, and then they really turned it up in the second half. It got close there at the end. Uh, it's Jerry and Grant, right? He played amazing tonight for the Pistons. Yeah, yeah. he had 37. Yeah, he could not miss there at the end. Where did that come from, too, by the way? Seriously. I don't know. That was just like not the guy you would expect to, uh, you know, not the team. Take over. That team oh, is yeah. not very yeah. good right now. Either. It was a great effort out of a Pistons team. That yeah. I mean, that's that, why I was that's so. I was very disappointed there in that first half. It's like this is a team you got to beat if you want to be yeah. at least a playoff team. You got to beat teams like this, and they come back there in the second half. Uh, they look good there. Uh, it got close at the end, but they closed the game out. Uh, Patrick Williams, I think he's really looking good. Boys, can we get, can we get Laurie Markkinen and Wendell Carter on the on the court at the same time? <laughs> Not one of them being hurt. Hey, baby steps, baby steps. And I apologize. It was uh, Grant that had 43. Zach Levine had 37. Um, but obviously, I mean, the Bulls win on another huge night out of Zach Levine. I mean, he's we talked about it on the podcast. This dude is definitely an all star. He's one of the most elite scorers in the in the game. And you know, the it seems like the younger guys kind of go as he goes. Like when he's having really good games, the like you said, Patrick Williams out there, he had fifteen and five tonight. Um, you know, so they kind of kind of fly by him. So um, for all intents and purposes, I think there's no doubt that that he's an all star. But yeah, it, this Bulls team looking good though. I, I like the way that they 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 stay in the game. Uh, they they really dominated that second half and the way that they closed the game. Yes, it got close, but they won. So that's all that matters. All that matters, man. You nailed it. Yeah, I I'm I'm preheating the oven right now uh, for the uh, the platter of crow that I'm gonna have to probably serve up to myself here soon. Um, I'm not quite there yet, but I think. 
it's starting to look like Zach Levine might be a uh, mm-hmm. a piece, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And when you have a guy that can create a, and I know it's it's, I'm like kind of being a windsock because just a couple of weeks ago I'm saying this guy you got to trade and get whatever you can for him while the value's high. It's starting to look like the the dunk he had the, the play tonight when they were down or they were up two. I think that he drove to the lane, kind of went up and under uh, dunk to put him up four with like. I don't know, maybe a minute left of the game or so, maybe 50 seconds left in the game. And a play like that, that's a play like just like absolute dogs make. And like, you know what I mean? Just go, just grab the ball, take it to the rim, go up, get the jam, get the four-point lead, get back on defense. And it was just one of those plays where it's like the best player on the floor went out and made a play. Yeah. And when you got the best player on the floor, uh, you're you always got the advantage in basketball, in my opinion. And the so, same way with that that, that three pointer he made too. It's like he's just so clutch, he's right? Just now. he's starting to really just. And I know his defense is never going to be like no. at an elite level, and that's probably never what you're going to need. This, this Bulls organization doesn't look to be like they're not going to be the, you know, the grinded out, you know, the Tom Thibodeau the, Bulls. Yeah, they're not going to be the defensive dogs like that. So they're going to have to. That's also just not the NBA, right? Right, and what better guy to have than uh, you know well, somebody that can just go roll out of bed and go get twenty five right. a night right now? That's yeah, what doing. and also yeah. like the tonight's win wasn't pretty. Like you said, they're down twenty, and you know they have some amazing plays at the end. But let's not forget, at the end of the day, this game wasn't even scheduled until like forty eight hours ago. Um, you know, so I, I think there is right. a bit of that. Detroit's bad. I mean, there's no argument there. They're kind of a dumpster fire with their, you know, what's going on with Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. But this game, as of 48 hours ago, was not going to be played. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I don't put a ton of stake in that. I put more of a stake in like the fact that they got up, you know, and and you know, got down so much and then you know dug their way out of it. Because if this was a year ago, that team loses by 35 points when they're down. One of the best. One of the best uh, aspects of that game too late was. It wasn't just Levine either. It's Kobe White yeah. hit a big three in the corner. Patrick Williams hit a big three in the corner. And it's just when they hit, they, you know, their young guys are hitting big shots when they need to. And what more do you want to see? And that, Patrick Williams just ice water in his veins when he hit that three. Just walked off the floor. It looked like he just like got out of a math class or something. Like it was. Just I like, love that. Right, he was body to just, body with totally just absolutely just perfect calm. Just I like the demeanor that kick could be. Uh, guys like that, you could really really take. You know, just build around. I'm not going to say he is Kawhi or will, will be Kawhi, but it's that kind of same mentality. You know, yeah. defensive-minded, but if you're going to get him an open three, he's going to drill it. So, Similar skill sets right. early Thank in his you. career. You got to love it. Blackhawks win their third straight game. They're looking they're looking good, boys. They, like I said, they didn't need OT for this one. Finally, they win 2 to nothing in it was it in Detroit? Yeah. Yeah, game they should win, and they did. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what you want to see. I prefer. Wasn't the uh, wasn't the prettiest game, and the, you know, like they played Detroit two games in a row, got outshot, um, in both of them, I believe. And uh, uh, you know, it's not what you ideally want to see against a team that's inferior, but you got wins, and that's what you need. Four points out of the two games, so uh, can't ask for much more than that. That's Absolutely. all that matters. They got the win. Um, and the Curtis shot with a really nice goal tonight, too. On the first one, the power play rookies for the Blackhawks, dude. They're good between him and Suter. Um, Ian Mitchell, Ian Mitchell's oh my god, I like that kid a lot. Ian Mitchell's going to be a very, very good defense for this team for a long time. 
So it's really Hopefully. neat to see some of the guys coming to their own. Was that first career shutout? Uh, yes, it was. Might be, yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure so. it was. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was. Talk about a guy who's kind of grabbing that position and just, yeah. You know, for as much, you know, up in the air as it was a month ago and a well, month and, and a half ago. When the, when the season started, he wasn't even – he was third on the on the depth chart. Yeah. The guard too. So behind Dealey and Subban. So, you know, kudos to him. He's playing really well. And might be earning a earning a starting job in a big-time market for an NHL team. Yeah. Hopefully the Bulls and Blackhawks can keep it moving. Uh, they're, they're both playing really well. And it's, it's, it's nice to – it's exciting to watch both these teams right now. Um, it's nice to have a, what is it, February Bulls game that you're excited to watch. Yeah. And, and at the beginning of this Blackhawks season, you wouldn't have thought you would be this this pumped up for a game either. So um, right. it's awesome. It's awesome to have. But we got the White Sox and Cubs reporting pitchers and catchers for um, workouts, right? Just workouts. So yep. the games start uh, the beginning of March. Uh, the whole schedule has been released for the Cubs. Um, Jake Arrieta, officially a Cub. Pedro Strope back as a Cub. We'll have to see how Brandon that goes. Workman. Brandon Workman, nice little pickup yeah. in the bullpen there, I too. like that addition. Three so, weeks from today is, I believe, their first nationally televised spring training game. I'm, I'm getting again. more and more excited about this Cubs team. I know I, I'm the one that's always saying, I, the, why the U Darvish? Yes, I wouldn't probably say that all season. But I'm still gonna have to get excited for this 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 season. I can't not yeah. get excited for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's you not know? it's not 2012, 2013 again. Like this is still a, a good still a pretty good team. We have Anthony Rizzo. We got Chris Bryant on this team. We got Javi Baez, Wilson Contreras, um, Kyle Hendricks, guys like that. Yeah. Ian Happ, who really played very well last year and it was a proven center fielder. Now uh, we we just gotta see what we can do with this team and. The pitching rotation, that's what's very concerning right now. Yes, we got Jake Arrieta. We love Jake Arrieta, but hopefully he can get back to just a a three-quarters of what he was. I I know we talked, you know, a lot about the Bulls and Blackhawks, and I think there's a little bit of a parallel situation here is that with that starting rotation you're talking about, Zach, there's going to be guys that are going to get some opportunities to pick up some starts, and, um, you know, you hope they kind of take it by the balls like the the rookies on the Blackhawks did and, you know, really show, you know, Adbert's had, you know, his ups and downs, but can he prove that he can be a year-long, you know, top five guy can Alec Mills prove that he's more than just a one-year flash in the pan like those are the things these younger guys like you have an opportunity now you've worked your whole career to get here now prove why you should be here and why you should be a household name I think that's something that should be I mean yes obviously we would want you Darvish and we would prefer you know maybe John Lester still being around but you know at the end of the day you gotta you gotta put a little bit of weight in your farm system and let these guys go out and prove that what they've been doing and, and what they've been learning is going to come to fruition and, and kind of hope that it, it turns into a similar situation. That's a good, that's a good pep talk there, Boomy. I love it. Just being so, optimistic. You know me. But I know, like I said, the only thing I have to say really at all about this offseason at this point is the U Darvish trade. That's the only yeah. thing I'm, yeah, I'm kind of confused about. The other stuff not kind of confused. Stuff. I'm pissed about that one. What yes. this team right now, they need an ace. They didn't commit to a rebuild. And that's fine. If that's not the move, if that's the move you decide not to make is not to rebuild, whatever, you got to stick with the decision. 
Don't do the half ass shit then. Don't get rid of Darvish for guys. And that then a month able... later decide. Don't the, well don't get rid of guys like don't get rid of Darvish for guys that aren't gonna be here for three or four years if you're not actually gonna fucking rebuild. Yeah. Like, what are we doing that, here? It just makes no sense in that situation. You think they could call San Diego and be like, Hey, do you guys want to do this yeah. back again? Is you there like a, 340 million. If we get you Darvish maybe back, they, maybe they didn't save it at that point yet. You could go back, restart it. A couple unclicked buttons yeah. or yeah. Things I like think that. Major League Baseball needs to look into this trade and yeah. maybe maybe like maybe good. Jed was right. a weird move. Remember what was that Chris Paul trade? Yeah, the veto. Yeah, they should have vetoed maybe, this. Uh, maybe not the fair. Lost a lot of money. Maybe well, maybe actually the way the timing of it. Maybe the Ricketts made a lot of money on like the uh, GameStop America or uh, <laughs> GameStop AMC. Uh, like, hey, we got some change later. Yeah. Maybe they uh maybe they made some money there. Maybe that's why we got Jock Peterson and uh shit he had a workman and stroke. I don't want to know anything about their money situation. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sure you don't. Dirty dirty. Very, very <laughs> excited. How much time their, do we have? <laughs> for their off season or for their spring training because of their off season that they had, uh, especially coming off of the end of the season last year. Uh, they're, they're really trending in the right direction, but they really get, got, they got to put it all together. They got to put it all together. Got Cy Young candidates. They got yeah, uh, got the players got now. Hitters galore. There's no excuses yeah. anymore at this point. Yeah, you got to go really out no there. You got you to dominate this division because yes. you can. You got the the lineup and the rotation. You got the height. You got to go out division. and do it. Man, Gio, Gio, last year when the Cubs were were actually better. They had them losing or winning less games. Yeah. That stuff's stupid. Um, But I'm excited for the Cubs. It'll be exciting to watch the White Sox um, see what they got here. Like you said, spring training, I'm pretty sure for both teams, start at the beginning of March, all the way through March, um, all the way until the – I think spring training's got to be like – the first of April or something like that. Yeah, I don't know the fan situation either. With that, are they going to be oh, playing games. Like at Wrigley and stuff? Yeah, they haven't announced yet what they're doing fan wise. Okay, I'm uh, uh, spring training because it will. I'm guessing by at least the end of the season there will be fans. Yeah, at Wrigley Field inside, at some capacity. Yeah, yeah you'd have to think. Um. I think about two hours before we're recording the show. Yes, we recorded the night before. I'm sorry to say. Peek behind Uh, the curtain. Fernando Tatis Jr. gets 14 years, $340 million to stay in San Diego and play for. I will be 45 years old at the end of his contract. That's insane. And he'll be $340 million. Richer. And I just want people to remember that he was once traded for James Shield. <laughs> he might actually he might actually be able to buy like a one bedroom house now in San Diego too. So <laughs> at this cool. rate, yeah. 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 Maybe that's part of his contract is that they yeah. have to buy him a house too. Not not a cheap place to live, but man, could you imagine being it's his age? It. His age, it. hundreds of millions of dollars living in San Diego. In one of the best cities in the oh, country. Man, not a bad life for that kid. Not at all. 
He's going to be, I think he's going to be on the cover of the show, too. I mean, he's he's going to be yeah. on the cover is of everything. He's the face of contract in MLB history. That's it. It, it is? Yeah, I think so. It's got to be because what That's was. Not... I mean, I'm sure back in like 1880, some guy signed like a lifelong. I don't, think... I don't count all that stuff. I don't think you gotta that. you gotta appreciate too just being able to just like you know what I'm gonna commit to being in this place for the for my career. Sure, You're yep. gonna pay me a boatload of money. Where else would I rather be? You know the weather's yeah. phenomenal. True. The, the city's phenomenal. I I absolutely love San yes. Diego. One of the most One beautiful of my cities on the planet. City. Totally agree with you, Boomy. Um, it's uh I don't know, man. Can't can't uh, argue. In a beautiful ballpark, too. I mean, and it, it, well, it's... and his dad was a major leaguer, so I'm sure, like, it's not like money's like the end of the all for him. I wouldn't assume, and not like he needs his dad's money. I don't mean to imply that, but it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, regardless, his you know familial situation is going to be okay financially. 100%. So, hey, take take the security, have a have a great career, and man, he's probably going to win about four or five MVPs. So, yeah. And the Padres are—they're looking good this year. Yeah, they're—they're going to be dynamite. They're going to be a wild card, unfortunately. I think they got Blake Snell and you, Darvish. Uh, Boomy, I don't. That's that's so depressing. Uh, college basketball update. All right, I want to ask you guys a question. March Madness is less than a month away. Uh, Selection Sunday. Um, if I were to give you. Gonzaga and Baylor versus the field. Who are you taking? Field. I'm taking Gonzaga and Baylor. I'm going. I mean, obviously, I think I always go field, but th- that's I what don't I'm, know. I feel like this year is one of the tougher decisions you've had to make. I, me and Maddie say in the field, when you bring that point up, you have to think about that a little bit more than in normal years when you're talking about who – I think it's clear cut and day who the number one and two teams are. I think obviously you take the percentage-wise of, you know, 64 other teams or whatever it is, 66, I don't even – 68, whatever it is. You take the percentage-wise, yeah, that's probably the smart investment. But I think it's night and day. I think Baylor's the best team in the country. And um, if you threw in like a Michigan or an Ohio State into that, yeah, I would take that's those a thing for sure. That well, see, that's the thing, man, because that, that's where I'm. It's yes, you know, Baylor and Baylor and uh Gonzaga have been the two best teams in the country by far. None, they've had the two best resumes in the season, they've been heads and shoulders the two best teams. There's six, seven teams on a good night, not on even a great night, but on a good night that could beat either of those teams. Yeah, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, there's I, I Illinois for one. Illinois for they, one they could, could beat, beat either them, one of those teams. But yeah, I mean, you could. I guess yeah. So if you're I, giving me the field me, versus two Illinois, teams, Illinois Baylor, I'm taking Baylor. Like that's sure. But but it's not a 99 out of 100 times you're yeah. taking well, Baylor. No, but if you're in this situation, that's not the case either. I mean, yeah, but you're. But what I'm saying is, if you're giving me the field versus just those two well, teams. Yeah. I got six or seven teams at least that could beat those two in a possible situation. Six or seven at least could beat them. I'm not saying that doesn't even take into account, you know, the the weird nights, you know, the Virginia UMBC. But I just think that, especially, Zach, if I were to throw in, like, the top five. So right now the top five is Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan State, Ohio State, Illinois. 
that's a little bit more of a compelling argument, you know. And, and yes, you can well, yeah. obviously. I mean, that, yeah, yeah but when you open it up to the yeah. top five, now now we're getting you're giving you all four one seeds and the two. Yeah, <laughs> so, the yeah. top two. <laughs> I mean, um, well, yeah, but I I still I would stick with Baylor Gonzaga. I don't, sure. you I, don't me, I think you tell me Iowa couldn't win it if they if in the right situation. Iowa could win it in the right situation. Villanova like, could win it in the right situation. That, you, yeah. You can but that's say what that I'm about, saying. If I understand that. But like I'm saying that Baylor and Gonzaga are so good this year that yes, you can say that about those teams, but I think when it comes tournament time, it, it's gonna come down to that they're just better. They're the two best teams. I don't disagree yeah. with you, but I'm saying yeah, the question. I, I the question was the field versus is, those two teams. Yeah, that's my uh, my argument is against your argument. They're just that much head and shoulders above. Of I see, and that's right. That's right. Don't know that they are. I don't. I mean, they've been. They've had the resumes. Talent wise, though, I don't think Baylor. I think Gonzaga is better than Baylor. No, I disagree. I, I see, and I do. I think Baylor is better than Gonzaga. I mean, that I think Baylor's, Baylor's played a tougher I think people I think people are forgetting how dominant Gonzaga was against good teams early on in the season. I understand. They're, they're, so they're, they're, they're getting healthy, and they're just they're they're just they're yeah, staying they're beating up right on now. Portland State right now. And, yeah, but they, they've already beaten up on good teams. Yeah. Yeah, but so has Baylor. And they're battle tested. This isn't like a Gonzaga team that hasn't had any experience. But you're either. talking like you're talking like Baylor hasn't done the exact same thing in a better conference. I'm not taking away anything from Baylor. I just think people I know, are but you're bringing up the, the, the offensive firepower that Gonzaga has. Does, Would does they could just go out and get ninety every fucking yeah. night? Not a lot of teams can just roll out of bed and get ninety. Baylor, they get ninety. They get, get, they pretty, get ninety against the best defenses in the country. I, I really like. I keep saying. I I hope whatever happens. I hope we get Baylor Gonzaga in the title because I do. I think, I, would, I wouldn't hate it. It's still the two best teams. I'm not saying yeah. they're not. I know, but you're making arguments for Baylor that are exactly as Gonzaga. I'm and I'm also taking Mark Few a thousand times over Scott Drew as well. Yes, I would agree on that. I Mark Few's Mark Few's probably the best coach in the country at this point. In my opinion. A little bit more local news. Um, Loyola. So. What'd you say? <laughs> Said you got to go with the players, though, not the coaches. Um, Loyola, Illinois has a tough – I wouldn't say a tough weekend. They split with Drake, um, who is obviously a, a formidable uh, Missouri Valley team. Uh, do you guys think that the Missouri Valley gets two teams in, assuming the, neither uh, Loyola or Drake loses until one of them will lose in the conference championship? Do you think they let – in a weird year like this, do you think the Missouri Valley gets two teams in? You've got it. I think they're both – Good enough to be in the tournament. They've well, both been ranked. This is the kind of year where Duke and Carolina and teams like that being down a little bit is really going to help that kind of situation. Yeah. Because they're going to have some public support to say, no, don't let Duke in. They had their best player quit. They're barely 500, blah, 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 blah. Let, let you know, the loser of that conference title yeah. in. You know what I mean? I think I think either one of those teams deserve both of them deserve to be in. I think either one gets the at large. I think assuming in. that nothing goes completely haywire, you know, from yeah, here fair, to fair. arch madness, yeah. you know. And, and I think you also have to take into effect like both of those teams have to get to the conference championship. If one of them loses in a quarterfinal somehow, then you have a different story. Um, but also the other point I wanted to bring up, I've seen some schools, um, I believe it was um 
out west, there's a couple schools that are contemplating not playing in the conference tournament. Gonzaga because the base is not playing in the tournament. Yeah, and I think there was another – maybe BYU in that conference. BYU, but, which is very confusing because it makes no – You, I think BYU needs to be in the conference. I don't think they do. BYU's – I can't remember if exactly if it's BYU, but there's somebody that is I in that conference. No, I mean, if you, get them. if you look at their resume, it's not like you should just be able to just automatically not go to the conference tournament. Like I think you should have to go and play. I mean they're fifteen and five right now. Yeah, but let me let's hear their losses. Uh, let's see, Gonzaga, Pepperdine on the road by three. Uh, Gonzaga, Boise State, who's probably going to the tournament, and USC, who's going to the tournament. That's not a bad resume. One bad loss. I think Gonzaga is a team that is allowed to just miss the conference tournament. I don't think BYU is. I think that's – I don't know. I think that they should have to at least go and prove themselves. I see what you're saying. I get why I, Gonzaga doesn't have to go. I mean, Gonzaga has proven themselves against every single team in this conference that they would win this pretty easily. I, I kind of agree with you, Zach. Like, I, it's one of those things where it's like – yeah, you know, I get, Gonzaga, I get yeah, BYU has has a good season. They're fifteen and five, but like they the haven't only, dominated like Gonzaga. In the no only way. difference being like the COVID year, where it's like if you yeah. if you're trying to opt out for to to keep out of like a, to preserve your own bubble for the tournament. You know what I mean? So you can I get that. I was just listening to a podcast, the, but. Uh, the Scott Van Pelt podcast, and they had the coach for Ohio State on there. And he said they will play in the tournament because their players want to play in that tournament. Yeah, no, they're, I, they're willing to take that risk. And yes, they understand the risk, but they want to play, and they think that they need to prove themselves to get into the tournament. Well, I also I think you keep in mind with that, like the Big Ten, it will all be in. I think they moved it to Indianapolis, where um, like Gonzaga, BYU, their their conference doesn't play in a centralized location. I believe. I think they're right. on campus. I understand. I, that I think it's still running the risk, and, and it, yeah, it's oh, Ohio I mean, it's, State versus BYU. Yeah, it, it's definitely a. It, like I, said, I have no problem with balls, Gonzaga. Ballsy decision for BYU. Yeah, I, I, you I, have to assume that you're you're gonna get in. You know, despite weird things happening. It's, yeah, that, like I said, I, I think Gonzaga is like one of the very few that it's just like okay, they they don't need to go to their tournament. Yeah. Well, it's like one of I those mean, things you've got to look at that as like a first round loss, basically, in terms yeah. of, yeah, you know, like them being in it. And what's that going to do with, you know, because that means that opens the door for a team that was probably you know, worse like, than you, you know, to like, maybe oh, yeah. win another round or two. You're like, no, BYU is not going to go in there and just for sure win the thing. Right. Gonzaga, right. For sure win that thing. Right. Um, I think a team like Houston, who's, I mean, they're six in the country, they're 17 and two in the AAC, which is a decent yeah, one conference. Loss I think. Was, one of the losses, though, was very weird. Yeah. Who, oh, they man. They got blown out by somebody. Eastern Carolina. Yeah. It was just like beat them by nine in like their first ever win against a ranked opponent. And then they lost by one to Tulsa, who's not very good. We also uh, don't really feel like that you're ever going to see Houston cutting down the nets either, though, do we? No, like, never. That's just one of those. I guess it's like a, you're just not going to, you just don't envision that one. See, that's what I'm saying, man. It's, it's a like, Steven Shea. It's not a confetti school. You know what I mean? If I don't look at your team and say that you could probably win the tournament, you probably should have to go to the conference tournament. Mm-hmm. That's a good benchmark. 
You know what I mean? Like, you got to be like a top 10 team. Yeah, at least earn it a little bit. And also, Houston, I expect a cheating scandal or some sort of NCAA rules violation before I expect them to win a national title. Samson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Larry Brown, man. (laughs) What a crew. And also, um, how many points? This is my last thing on college basketball. How many points per game do you think the leader? In points per game in the country has, which is Luca Garza. How many points a game do you guys think he scores? Twenty-eight 31. and a half. Twenty-eight and a half from Matt. What did you say, Zach? Thirty-one. Twenty-four and a half. Oh wow. Way huh. lower than I expected to. I expected about twenty-nine thirty. Um, twenty-four and a half out of Luca Garza this year, leading scorer in the country. So just a little fun tidbit. Um, also there's a kid, as I was looking at stats, there's a kid from St. Peter's. Um, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name because I'll probably just disrespect him. Um, he averages four blocks a game. I need wow. to watch him, Peters. That's insane. That means he had like a game where he probably had like 13 or 14 blocks. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. That's absurd. College basketball, though, we're getting close to the conference tournaments and then March Madness, which we did not get last year. So we're very excited for that. Boomy, do you got a wacky web story for us? I sure do, and uh, we all might be on the hot seat here. We've talked a little bit about, you know, playing video games over the last year to kind of fill some of the time. Um, Not good for us, fellas. Um, Researchers um, at Frontiers in Psychology paper have taught kids how to play video games. Um, So this is is sad. I'm already bad enough at video games. I don't need to be reminded that swine are better at video games than me, but they basically taught it, you know, the old uh, trick where you like, you play a video game, you get a treat and um, they've actually performed at like a 50% um, Wait, who? Competition rate. pigs. Like that seems impossible. Yeah. How do they do that with their, the, so they put it like a joystick and the their pigs like move with their nose or their mouth. It's wild, but yeah, I I was already mad enough that there's like ten year olds on Twitch that are just a billion times better than me. Now, come to find out, I shouldn't even be mad about that. There's, there's somebody's job to train pigs to play PlayStation. I don't think they were like. I mean, it was all like a research study. I don't think it's just like a company that's out here just for at training. least one day. But, it was their job. Yeah, somebody's job was to train a pig to play that's video insane. games. We're in the wrong business. I guess. But it said it was a rudimentary joystick-operated video game task. Um, originally uh, was used to test chimpanzees and rhesus, rhesus monkeys. Um, yeah, it's unbelievable. I'm, I can't I'm, be, I'm I at a loss right now. I'm sorry. I just, I, I'm floored by this concept I, of farm I animals so playing video games. I, I just... Makes no sense to me. Well, just uh, know that whenever you fire up the PlayStation or the Xbox, just know that there's a pig out there somewhere that's probably better than you at it. Maybe that maybe it's not robots that's going to take over the planet. It's just going to be like farm animals and shit. Yeah. Do, you ever? Like, what was it? Uh, what is this? What are, what are we doing? Teaching them how to play video games for what? Yeah, that's what I'm crazy. saying. Makes no sense to me. That needs to be stopped. Animal takeover has begun. Right. Just zero to gain by this. Animal farm in real life. Very unnecessary, I would say. Couldn't um, agree. Anything post-show, boys? Oh, yeah. Carson Wentz, we we didn't want you on the Bears. 
So to say that you don't want to be on the Bears is kind of ridiculous. You kind of stink. You got benched at the end of the season for Jalen Hurts. You're lucky that the Bears were even in trade talks for you. Shut up. Yeah, you get to dictate maybe where you go in a trade when you're, when you're a good quarterback. When Carson Wentz, you don't have that leverage, dude. So you don't get to, like, I mean, I'm not going here. That he would say you, that. you start pulling, though, no, I'm not going here, card. Yeah. When you're Carson Wentz, maybe. you just had where you got benched, you might be want to go looking there. for a starting job, like, just about anywhere you can take it the following year. So you might just want to chill that, just just take mm-hmm. the uh, take the starting gig that you can get and go from there. Yeah, I did not like that. Um, the way I look at it too is like else. the way I look at it too. Though I mean, it's you know, he he's kind of on a make it or break it year. Naggy and yeah. Pace are on make it or break it. Looks like a match made in heaven at that point. Y'all need each other, so just let's yeah, go. I did not like that. Uh, anything else, boys, uh, for the post show? Is Jake Arrieta the most in shape pitcher in Major League Baseball? Oh. He has an amazing body. I know that's. Whatever, but his body. So, what does he do different than other pitchers? Pilates. <laughs> My goodness, he is in shape. The guy looks like he could have gave baseball up and found a career in bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah. It seems like they were like the guy that the the big strong guy at like in any time fitness. They were like, hey, you want to come pitch for us? Yeah. <laughs> We got a spot in our old men's league. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I throw 92. Hopefully, hopefully Jake Arrieta has a good year. It's awesome to have him back on the team, though. I always loved uh, Jake Arrieta. Anything else, boys, post-show? Nothing. I just want to remind people that um, Fernando Tatis Jr. was once traded for James Shield. I just want to make sure I got that out one more time. Yeah, I think everyone needs to know saw that. A great, saw a great question real quick. James Shields for Tatis or Mahomes over uh, Trubisky, which was the worst. Uh... I'd have to go Mahomes. Yeah, I think so, too. As of right now, it's Mahomes. But I think in it's 10 years, Mahomes just very that's well. Quarterback. That's, a, yeah. that's like your main player on offense. I yeah. saw a good. I yeah. saw a good argument was uh, Unfortunately the Sox Sox did have Tatis in hand, so that does have a little bit more extra weight. They actually so, had him and gave so him up. Did the the Bears kind of in a way? Well, yeah. Either way, I mean, that sucks. It does that Bears have uh, Mitch Trubisky? God damn! I love the Vancouver Canucks boys. <sighs> the Indiana Hoosiers right now. I am um, not a fan of the Bears. Um, <laughs> Me neither. Shut up, Matt. You can't talk. You're, you like. I was just agreeing with you. No, shut up. I don't need you to agree with me. I need you to take your certificate that says you own a team that means nothing and shove it up your butt. That's what you need to do right now. Um. <sighs> You're going to follow that idiot <laughs> at TCF and Maddie at schools underscore zero one. I'm Zach Lilia at Z Lilia TCF. The main page is at typical underscore Chicago. Instagram, Facebook, type in typical Chicago fans. You can uh, find us on there. Give us a follow. Uh, go over to YouTube, type in typical Chicago fans. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube page. 
Um, wherever you get your podcast from, just type in Typical Chicago Fans. You will find us on there. If it's Apple, please subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, go over to 26shirts.com. Chicago, get a shirt just like this one, one like Boomy's got on. If you want shirts just like this, type in the promo code Typical Chicago Fans at checkout for 15% off of your purchase. Again, that is Typical Chicago Fans at checkout for 15% off of your purchase at 26 Shirts. Dot com Chicago. Anything else, boys? Let's have a beautiful no, rest of the week and into the weekend. Let's do it. This has been the TCF Morning Show Thursday, February 18th. We love you all. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.